Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 73 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and tasty. And before we get into our longer stories, we'd like to catch you up on any weird news that you might have missed in the weeks. And like you know, we're... we're um, we're packing these episodes in as the holidays are coming. Just and, mashing it. And um, so this news might not be up to date, but it is definitely strange and definitely important. As man charged with OWI got into fight over how I met your mother. So I didn't know what an OWI was, but it's basically the same thing as a DUI. It's just called operating while intoxicated. So it's like a forklift or like a like a drill press. Except this guy was driving a car. Oh. So it literally, I think it's just like a different acronym. But um, maybe it was that he wasn't driving on a road. He was operating a vehicle like like on a different like. You know, it wasn't in public. It wasn't a public yeah. road. He was operating a vehicle within like a company area. Maybe. Well, well, the reason I think they're calling it an OWI is because it says early Monday morning, um, the two men were trying to flag down passing cars at two forty-five a.m. and um, they found their parked SUV. And two, the two men admitted to getting into a fist fight over the TV show How I Met Your Mother. And uh, Boy, nothing about that show is worth fighting about. Um, I, I think it's a good show. I like the show. It's fun. Yeah, it's a is good it worth show. fighting over? <laughs> well, not getting OWIs no. over. But apparently, they're both fans of the show. And uh, yeah, they got into a fist fight. And this guy has like he's fucked up. His eyes like swollen shut. Look at this shit, real quick. He got his, a good. He got a good one. His face is like kind of like dinged up, and his eyes like swollen shut. And he's he's looking. Oh yeah. He got his shit rocked over Robin. <laughs> over that blue um, French horn? Was it a French horn? Is that the... Yeah, I See, don't... my brother's a really big fan of that show, and... I watched it a lot in, I want to guess, 2011? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that was a while ago. It ended in 2014, I think, or something like oh. that. But here, yeah. here's where it touches home, David. It said The two men said they had gone to a Packers game in Green Bay on Sunday. Goal pack, goal. Where they drank and then drove to downtown Jansville, Chainsville, a bar before driving to Rotomer Road. And um, it said it is not clear why the men are arguing over the TV show, which ended in 2014, other than uh, that... Hashqua said that they both loved it according to the oh, complaint. I, I got an idea. Maybe the what was it? OWI? Yeah. Maybe that means that like they didn't catch them behind the wheel, that's but they realized thinking. that they had been driving. They're like, how'd you get here? He's like, We drove. Okay, like, oh, okay, I we didn't that's, catch that's probably what it it's is. It's probably a lesser charge or something, but like it's you know You were sneaky, we'll give you that. It's but. like attempted murder, but not murder, you know? It's yeah, like it's still stuff. pretty yeah. intense. But yeah. yeah, I just thought you loved that since you're such, don't a, drink and drive. such a Packer fan. Go pack go. And such Shit, a, I've got my sweatshirt on right now. You do. And such a how I met your mother fan, which is a I like that show actually. It's a good show. I just haven't watched it enough. It's, it's like, not great. It's like New Girl where like I wanna watch it, but I just like there's so many episodes. I'm like ah, And there's okay. so many better things to watch. No, that's a good show. I like both those shows. I'm just saying there's better things to watch. Like what? There's always a bigger fish. Like what? Qui Gon Jin. What does that mean? 
Qui-Gon Jinn says there's always a bigger fish. Did he say that? He said, I watched I watched The Phantom of the Menace today. Okay, well, I just want to know what show you're talking about, though. Both. You're so stupid. I want to know what show is better than both those shows. Oh, um, The Office. Yeah, okay. Parks and Recs. You know that... I'm just saying shows that are in the same kind of category, those okay. bullshit shows. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. True. Yeah, okay, all those shows. I, I mean, haven't watched community. all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Community. All those have such strong fan bases. They're, yeah. all, they're all good shows, though, so I'm not even mad, but... Um, do you have a news story for us? I do. Elementary school assignment asks students to set your price for a slave. What? Yeah. What? 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 Yeah, it was. Um, I can read you the question. Please do. You own a plantation or farm? Oh my god! And therefore, you need more workers. You begin to get involved in the slave trade industry, and have slaves. It's a little blurry. Have slaves work on your farm, your product to trade slaves. Uh oh, your product to trade is slaves uh set your price for a slave these could be worth a lot you may trade for items you'd like and then someone great penmanship um even though they they scratch out a few things oh somebody wrote this down no 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 this is the answer was that they five dollars for two slaves i don't know Jesus Christ, why is this a question? This is 2019. Yeah, it is. Like It's like people don't know the internet exists where oh, this is going to Oh, it was posted. in Missouri. That makes sense. But still, like, come on. Yeah. I mean, people know. Fifth grade. The fifth grade. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Not a good look, fifth graders. Not a good. The fifth graders are the problem. It's really, I mean, maybe <laughs> it was one of the students that wrote the question. I don't know. The teacher's like, what are you kids into these days? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't fucking know. That's so bad. Yeah. It's, it's like, bad. I, I, I really don't get when people do shit that they... It's like, how do you not think about that? You know, like, the people who dress in blackface? There are people who dress in blackface, like, like years ago, and it's really bad. Yeah. And then there's people who get caught in, like, 2018, 19. I'm like, we already agreed that this is bad, and you're still being like... But I wanted gonna, to be Lil Wayne. Yeah, I'm going to chant this. I'm going to put some tin foil in my mouth and be Lil Wayne. Yeah. And you're just like, I, there's no saving you. No. There's none. So, um, wow. Well, not my fifth grade class. Not my problem. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another thing right here. As KFC sells an artificial log that smells like greasy fried chicken. A log? So it's a log. Sign me up. It's a log that you can only exclusively buy at Walmart. Can you get a spicy, greasy chicken? chicken? It actually doesn't smell like fried chicken. It actually smells like the 11 herbs and spices they use. Oh. But is it shaped like a big old wing? No, it's shaped like a log, but it has the colonel's face on it, or colonel. As what you did like you just call. fucking say? It's the colonel's. The, the col- colonel? It's a colonel. It's a joke. I hope it is. But that's not the main point I wanted to get at because that was just a prerequisite to what I was about to talk to, talk about, which was your man, your boy, Papa John. <clears throat> As South Korean Papa John's debuts American pizza with hot dogs on every slice. So I'm talking. What's a Korean pizza then? So um, this is the hot. This is the pizza, and there's. What? Come on. <laughs> there's, there's... Okay, that's just ridiculous. 
ridiculous. There are full hot dogs on every single slice, like full hot dogs. Yeah, it's not like it's a pepperoni pizza with hot dogs cut like a pepperoni slice. It's the full log. So what I, well, you know it's on the the pizza besides just the full hot dog on the every The American slice? flag branded in there. <laughs> so it says, the pizza comes topped with chili salsa sauce, mozzarella cheese, cheddar potato mousseline, or I think it's mousseline, onions, Dijon mustard sauce, pickle relish, and parsley. I would rather see the movie Cats than eat that. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather that's, see, that's saying a lot. I'd rather see James Corden as a fat kitten. <laughs> I'd rather watch anything including Jason Derulo. <laughs> so, um, but I love the comments as one guy goes. Uh, the Americans wanted to comment on this, and they of say, course. most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Um, that, I'm not going to argue. That, that looks fucking awful. That was from the Charleston Pizza Society in Charleston, South Carolina. Another there. guy wrote, no, 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 <laughs> don't call that thing American. <laughs> and then another guy wrote, awesome idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm honestly not that mad at the idea. It I seems, am. It seems... I, everything about that pisses me off. Really? That sounds like the most disgusting shit I've ever heard of. That sounds like you just confessed to me that you eat the taquitos at Seven Eleven on yeah. a daily basis, and now oh, you're gonna get okay. on your high horse. It was not daily basis. You said more than you'd like to. It was weekly. <laughs> It, Which the Seven Eleven a... is attached to my laundromat, and so sometimes there's no other option to get Why one of those pizza rolls. My Seven Eleven is attached to my laundromat too. Yeah, it's Do just they, a thing. Is that a package deal? I think it's just a thing. But it's just crazy that they know it... you already hate your life at a laundromat. <laughs> you might as well eat fucking pizza taquitos. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like the ultimate um, tailgating meal. You get hot dogs, you get a little pizza. Can you name the ingredients one more time? Uh, yeah, uh, it says chili salsa sauce, mozzarella cheese, cheddar potato mousseline, onions, Dijon mustard sauce, pickle relish, and parsley. It doesn't sound that bad. No relish of any kind. I like no relish. mustard of I like any pickles. kind. I like mustard too. See, this is not a pizza made for no, you. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't like them. This I'm is... just saying they shouldn't be on a pizza. People have been arguing if fucking pineapple should be on a pizza, and they have lost their minds if they're not arguing about this. See, this is made for the Korean Ameri- the South Korean Americans like me. <laughs> oh my god, we've got one South Korean uh, listener. I know that. Shout out to you. <laughs> But the, at the very end, it, I love how they end this because we keep coming back to this. It all like literally this this idea. Wait, or, does John have does does John have a fucking comment on this? No, it just says Papa John recently made news. Oh my when god! When ousted founder John, he did Shatner, say the day of reckoning was coming, and this might be what he was talking about. So he said he said in an interview that he ate forty pizzas in thirty days, and suggested the chain uh, had changed in the way it makes its pizzas. And the CEO Robert Lynch just said. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing has changed. We're putting relish and hot dogs on our pizzas. Fuck you. Only in South Korea. Yeah. Which I now I'm gonna buy a flight to South Korea because I need some K-pop and I need some hot dogs on my pizza. Yeah, if they've got an angry whopper going right now, I'm down. They make their buns black sometimes, and I I fuck with that. That looks cool. That's like yeah. that purple ketchup and well, green had, ketchup vibe we were going for. They had the while. nightmare burger. <laughs> Can I remind you about the Nightmare Burger? What is that? Can I just skip my second story and just talk about the Nightmare Burger? (laughs) 
which I actually tried to seek out when it was available at Burger King. I, I went to two different Burger Kings after a, a shift asking if they had the Nightmare Burger, and every single place I went to acted wow. like I was insane, like it didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, if you so, rolled up and said fucking Nightmare Burger, it's crazy that you say, can I get the Nightmare Burger? And they say, you're crazy. And then I go, can I get... 10 chicken nuggets for 89 cents and they go no problem so (laughs) i doesn't seem natural either i don't think it's fair to mention the nightmare burger without giving um a mention of how i heard about the nightmare burger and that would be one of my all-time favorite podcasts called my brother my brother and me which is three brothers who give advice from awful questions and give terrible advice and within that show there has become a mini podcast that they call um um oh fuck it's been a while since I've listened to it because I've just been so damn busy. But um, it they it's the food zone. I don't know. They talk about food within it, and he one of the brothers brings up like the worst things ever. And so at one point they start talking about the nightmare burger. And so I'm gonna read this right here, which is apparently the combination of proteins and cheese in the burger slash chicken thing interrupts the subject's REM um, or rapid REM. eye movement REM cycles. cycles when we dream the most, and it gave it gave people severe nightmares. Whoa! This burger, it's like a fever dream. Yeah, it had a beef patty, a chicken patty, bacon, <laughs> and cheese. Dude, that sounds so good. And it had a green bun. All right, here's the description. Oh, green bun. The sandwich is a Frankenstein like chicken, like okay, Frankenstein like burger, chicken hybrid with a quarter pound of beef. Crispy chicken fillet, bacon, cheese, mayonnaise, and onions on a crispy green sesame bun. So wait, they called it the Nightmare Burger. Yes, I thought that... they were. Fr- they did testing, and everyone that ate it said they had horrific nightmares <laughs> after eating it. They studied a hundred participants over ten nights, and they all reported that they had awful nightmares. And they actually, after it came back. They started testing their fucking like brainwaves and stuff and realized they probably stopped selling it because it was just fucking people up. Sign me up. Nothing can get worse than mine. The flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but can I tell you something actually kind of embarrassing that I actually don't want to say on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I will share with random strangers that um, two nights ago, fuck, was it last night? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Two nights ago, um, I was drinking wine and I was watching a murder documentary called The Confession Killer. It's on Netflix and it's great. And I drank like a glass of wine and it was like the end of the bottle. So I put the bottle on the nightstand mm-hmm. and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was fucking cradling an empty bottle of wine. <laughs> it was in my arms. Yeah. And I don't know how it got there. Sorry to confirm. It's the Munch Squad. What is? That's the the segment they put in the show where they talk about the most obs- insane food items you can imagine. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had to I had to double check that. But one. regardless, I it makes it's a bad look when I'm when you wake up in the morning and I'm cradling a bottle of wine like I a can baby. think of better things to cuddle. It it wasn't my choice. It was my nightmare's choice apparently because you guys know that I'm like a little bit of a sleepwalker sleep. Uh, just doer of random. You're just things. a sleep demon. I've I've eaten things. I've I've grabbed things. I've killed things. I've killed, consumed I've things. Buried De- things. You've devoured things. I'd devour a hot dog pizza if it was up to me. God, 
Sign me up for eight of the Nightmare Burgers. Honestly, if you're telling me right now that if I ordered a hot dog pizza from South Korea, you wouldn't eat that shit, I bet you like it too. I don't think I would. I think you would. I mean, yeah, sure, I'll take a bite. Yeah, dude, come on. But that's also because I... Um, you're looking for a Nightmare Burger, you're going to eat this Nightmare Pizza. That's true. So, but um, I think we're caught up on any news that we might have missed out on. Yeah, and, uh, probably. Um... Speaking of nightmares, if you guys don't want to ever sleep again, you guys should drink lots and lots and lots of coffee, which brings me to my ad, which is Spring Heel Jack Coffee. Mm. If you guys like coffee and hate sleeping, you should definitely drink some Spring Heel Jack because it's great, it's delicious, it's coffee, you know the taste, you know the feel, you love it, and guess what? It's cheap, it's affordable, it's really good and it's unique and you know you could tell your friends hey i got this coffee no one else is drinking mm. and you'll be the talk of the town no you, nightmares for you baby the bell of the ball i've been up for 36 hours straight Ooh-wee. i got an iv drip of spring hill jack in my veins i don't suggest that but you could i ate three nightmare burgers because i know i'm not gonna sleep <laughs> i ain't afraid they're delicious i like that beef chicken bacon but I hate them. Got right? all, got all three barn animals in that burger, <laughs> and they can't haunt my dreams because yeah. I ain't sleeping. They got goat on that burger. Put some goat cheese on that. shit. Give me a fucking fish in there. <laughs> Give me that flail fish. <laughs> Give me that fish. But if you guys like Spring Hill Jack, go check them out. They're a great company. Very friendly. Very nice. Very cheap and affordable. A little spooky. A, just a little spooky, and it's fun. So go check them out at springhilljack.coffee. They're great, and. uh Go get some some coffee for yourself. Okay, let's get into these stories. Okay, now, David, this might be one of my favorite researched stories of all time. Can't wait. I love... I thought of this. I don't know how I thought of this, but I was like, you know what? This seems like a very interesting story, and the more I dug into it, the more I loved it. So let mm. me just get into it. So, David, <laughs> and it's very topical. Okay. What's your favorite food? Flail fish. <laughs> My favorite, oh, Angry Whopper. I don't know. Night. I want to think it's the Nightmare Burger, but I never had it. It was stolen from me. Well, so luckily, if you eat this, you won't have to sleep or maybe sleep forever and live with that nightmare forever. Because I like to say, now would you say the same thing if I were to tell you that it would be your last meal? Okay. Well, for most people, that would get you thinking on what you actually like and oh, what know, was your favorite food. I know what my last meal would be. What? Um, I, I think it'd be the most insanely spicy ramen you could get me. Really? Oh yeah. Like runny nose ramen. Uh huh. Okay. Because when they kill me, I want to shit everywhere. <laughs> so, so tonight, David, I'm going to task you. With thinking of your true favorite last meal by the end of my story, because today I will be telling you the history of the death row last meal. Okay. So I actually want you to write down right now. I mean, not right now, but think of it over the course of my story. And I want to ask you again, what is your... Got some paper? What's your... Give me some some paper. Just type it. What are you doing? What are you looking for a paper? What is this, 1924? What do you have, syphilis on your nose? I like writing. Jeez. What are you, sick? So, 
let me get into what my uh, actual story is about, which is The Last Meal on Death Row. So the origin of The Last Meal seems to be up for debate by many historians, some stating that it originated back in 20, uh, the 22nd century BCE when Roman gladiators were treated to a large feast before they were inevitably slaughtered in the arena, which is, if you've ever seen Spartacus... Jeez, it is brutal in that circle. What about Gladiator? Oh, I think that's, that's a much more like well, like I feel like more people have seen that than that show. <laughs> I guess you're right, but um, but Spartacus ran longer, so and well, uh, they try to get of. a little bit more gruesome and stuff. But yeah, exactly. You know how it goes down in that arena. Others claim that it started in France or French. When the soon-to-be-executed were offered a glass of rum before their demise. While others claim that it started in the 16th century England when inmates would share a last meal with their executioner, which is a crazy idea. It's very intimate. Well, not not only to think about the fact that they're sharing it with their executioner, but to think about the fact that they're sharing it with somebody who is most likely going to hang them or chop off Take their head them from this world it wasn't it wasn't like injecting somebody with something or flipping a switch like most of us know today as what like execution is it was like cutting off someone's head with the sword mm-hmm. or pulling a trap door and watching much them more fall barbaric exactly so no matter where it started it has transformed into something of a tradition in the american penal system all its own you see a last meal or what some call today a special meal to distract the inmate from their impending death is actually not a law, rule, or right, but a tradition that most states feel is necessary for their own conscience's sake. Well, all states, except Texas. See, I never, I, I never once in my entire life saw the last meal as a distraction before death. No, 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 no. Um, the term, they don't call it a last meal anymore yeah. to these death row inmates. Which like, I also didn't know. They said they, they call it a special meal. Okay. They go, what would you like for your special meal? Because last, less grim. last meal's too heavy yeah, for people. Yeah, and they yeah, go, yeah. fuck, you know, so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they oh, kind of shouldn't have killed that whole school bowl of kids. <laughs> I'm scared now. So wait, you're gonna do to me what I did to them? That's not okay. <laughs> that's, that's not fair. There's actions to what I did. <laughs> so let's get off our political high horse for a second. So, just because we politics. just because we haven't murdered anybody. So um, let me talk about Texas because Texas is. Obviously, we know when we talk death row, we talk Texas. So Texas is a very unique state because of its views on the death penalty. The usual trend goes that the more capital punishment a state deals out, the better the options for a last meal are available. But Texas doesn't fall under the category, even being the top dog by a long shot in 2018 with how many executions, David, in 2018? Um, what was it? Seven? Thirteen. That was halfway there, basically. Second place is Tennessee with how many, David? Two. 
three. Oh, I was gonna say three. Fuck. <laughs> so, oh, so, so close. There's a there's a ten person differentiation between first and second place, and Texas always like I think they lost in like they lost like it's a competition. They had the shit. It might be for them. Um, in 2016, I think they weren't first, but most of the time they are first place. Yeah. And they do not do a last meal at all. So the reason Texas has done away with the last meal was because of one inmate in 2011. 2011? What the fuck am I saying? 2011. That year, inmate Lawrence Brewer was being put to death for the murder of James Byrd Jr. in 1998 when Brewer and another man viciously dragged Byrd behind their truck until he was decapitated. A lot of people uh, say this is a hate crime, which I completely agree. I don't know the race or sexual orientation of the man, but everyone's like, this is a hate crime. I mean, it lines up. That was a very common, like, I mean, it technique was, for for um, what, like, white supremacists, like, would do. Yeah, um, Brokeback Mountain, I think they did that, right? You know, I don't think I ever saw I, Brokeback I Mountain. I didn't. I was too young when it came out. Wait, they killed one of those guys? I think Jake Gyllenhaal got, like, dragged behind a car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Whoa. I yeah. didn't know it was that brutal. I thought it was just, like, a straight-up, like, love story. I didn't know there was actually, like, death in it and shit. No, no. I think it was, like, it was like heavy. And my mom wouldn't let me watch it. I was like, oh, that movie's, like, like pretty popular. And she's like, uh, maybe a couple more years, you know? So Damn. So 13 years later, he was days away from lethal injection and decided that he knew what he wanted for his last meal. Brewer ordered, get this, this is a, this is probably the biggest. Is there like a price limit? <clears throat> we'll get into that. Okay. But this is probably the biggest order of any death row inmate I've heard. Maybe there are some that are comparable, but like this is one of the bigger ones. He ordered two chicken fried steaks with gravy and onions, one triple patty bacon cheeseburger, an omelet with cheese, Ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos, mm-hmm. fried okra with ketchup, a pound of barbecued meat with a half loaf of white bread, three fajitas, a meat lover's pizza. Yeah, I'm talking South Korean hot dog pizza. No, he didn't ask for that. Um, a pint of blue bell ice cream, peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts and and of course, three root beers. That is ins- that's that reminds me of the scene in Half Baked. Half Baked. Oh, when he fed all the shit to the horse and killed it. Well, when he's like, t- he's like, you want anything to eat? And he's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like pizzas, man. We want <laughs> oh, yeah. a bunch of pizzas. Oh, and, it, and he just like keeps naming shit. Uh, j- wow, that's kind of weird to say that. Wow, really kind of creepy. Whoa, because they killed that guy. No, no, because the <laughs> actor's name is Jim Brewer. Oh. And the inmate's name is Lawrence Brewer. Hey. That's kind of weird. Connect the dots. Yeah. So the problem wasn't ordering all that food, right? The problem was when all the food finally arrived, Brewer decided that he wasn't hungry anymore. Fuck yeah. And none of the food was touched. A short time later, he was officially put to death by lethal injection. And this is when it gets into why Texas does not have a last meal anymore. So Texas State Senator John Whitmire wrote a letter to state prison officials after stating that Brewer did 
did this in a final act of control over the prison system and that this embarrassment would never happen again, officially abolishing the death row last meal in Texas. And and the last meal in Texas actually started in 1924. Okay. So in 2011, it was officially over because this fucking guy <laughs> decided that he was like, watch this. I'm going to make you bring all this shit for me, and I'm not going to touch it at all. Yeah. Which I'm is, surprised they actually did all of it. I think it was like... Well, they weren't just like, all right, you got to pick one. Well, the thing also is... There's that like southern hospitality type mm. thing they got going on mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, uh, I don't know. Like I think they just saw it as like a kind of a respectful thing, and it was it was a tradition too. So they're yeah. like, this guy asked for that. But we'll get into like some of restrict some of the restrictions that other states have. Okay. But I think Texas was like, you know what? If you want it, it's your last meal. We'll help you out here. Yeah. And then this guy just like completely disrespected them. Took a big old dump on it. Exactly. And they're like, "Fuck you. We're not going to do this anymore." Which is kind of yeah, an ruined okay, it for everyone. It was kind of an okay response, unless like he actually got like so nervous he couldn't eat any of it. And then he's like, "I don't mean any offense by this, but yeah. like, chances are he." Hey, you know what, guys? <laughs> After all this time in prison, getting to know all you guards, <laughs> you guys notice something about this order? It's all your favorite food. <laughs> Like, so now I'm now I'm gonna go on to the great beyond, and I want you guys to have one like, hell John, of a meal. John, I remember you love peanut butter fudge. Yeah. I got you this for you, John. Jimmy, three root beers. I seen you drink them every day, man. Come in my cell. <laughs> oh my god, he killed Jimmy. <laughs> oh, he did not like Jimmy. So um, now this does not mean that other states are fully open to any last meal requests, though, as some also have restrictions. Across the board, it is agreed upon that tobacco and alcohol are off limits uh, to any prisoners. What about that that sweet, sweet, sweet devil's lettuce? Oh, man. I would kill for a little hit. I mean, it would make me more... I'd take, like, five shots and be like, let's do this! Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's fucking go. You gotta do it. <laughs> you gonna do it or not. I'm gonna rip through these bars. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it's like red in uh, pineapple. He's like, I'm gonna flex and bust out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like I said, um, any alcohol or tobacco is off limits to any prisoners about to die or not. In Florida, the food for the last meal must be purchased locally, mm-hmm. and the cost is limited to $40. Okay, so my one of my questions was, it's like, so say it's like you're from the area and you know that there's like a restaurant that has like your favorite dish. Yeah. Can you be like, can I can I get this from this place? Um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. But that's the thing. It depends on the state. In Florida, if it's under forty dollars and you're like, yeah, I want a steak with a baked potato and a side of mac macaroni and cheese, you'd be like, okay, that place is right in town. We're not gonna go like. Oh, I love this California steakhouse. Like they're not gonna oh, do yeah. that shit. Well, I mean, they're, shit, they're not gonna travel that. Like it won't even be good. Like I said, it's not a law. It's just like a, a nice custom because you're about to kill yeah. somebody. Yeah. So in Oklahoma, though, cost is limited to fifteen dollars. Oh, that sucks. You can't even buy a meal in Los Angeles for under fifteen dollars. No, these you days. get like a good sandwich. I guess. Well, I mean, with no, tax? Not, no, not like a dinner. Uh, obviously, you're not tipping or anything. But like, <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? The tip I'm, is this is this man's last meal. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy. But and in Louisiana, the prison warden traditionally joins the condemned prisoner for the last meal. 
one occasion, a warden even paid for the inmate's lobster dinner. Which is nice. Yeah, I feel like that's not that big of a deal. I mean, no. It's a nice gesture, sure. I mean, it just, it's more, it's not like he's flexing and being like, I paid for his lobster. You see, <laughs> you see my check? I'll pay yeah. for his lobster dinner. I think it was more of like a, isn't that weird? Like, I'm a class act because I think a lot of the death row inmates are like, you know what? I want to be at peace. I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to try to, a lot of them enjoy try to their f- last moments. Exactly. And yeah. I think like a lot of them are probably really respectful at that point, yeah. even though they did this ho- horrific things in their life. So I've heard a lot of like wardens will like try to be nicer. They like know death row inmates a little bit better because they, you know, they've been there for a of while. The and circumstances probably, yeah. and they know that they're going to be put to death. So they're like, Oh, you know, so in some prisons, the inmates actually prepare and cook the requested last meal for their fellow inmates as well, which would be unsettling to most knowing that you're preparing another person's final meal. Imagine being a prisoner. Well, I mean, that could go two very different directions. State state your claim. Well, what you got you White Power saying? Bill there, and he's going to be like, I'm going to shit in his fucking burrito. <laughs> What if you ordered a shit burrito? Well, then he's just like, I'm going to make the best burrito he's ever had without <laughs> shit in it. No. A lot of the people that are in the kitchen are people who are um, respectful. Because I was going to say this guy, uh, inmate Brian Price, who was, um, I think on the outside world, he said he was, I don't know, he, he had like a pretty. A grave digger. No, he had like a pretty good occupation. He said like three things. And they go, okay, well, we think you could be a good chef. So they put him in the in the kitchen. And Brian Price actually cooked over 300 last meals in the 11 years he was incarcerated in Texas. He's like, I worked at McDonald's. Like, oh, shit, we got a chef over here. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I think there's, yeah. there's like – I oh, would take great honor into doing that. I think it's more of like a personality thing that involves you in the kitchen because if you're in the kitchen, you're around – Top dog. Boiling water, knives, mm-hmm. uh – other people's food, salt, other people's food, which like, yeah, high sodium. Yeah. But I was going to say other people's food that like you could technically poison if yeah. you really wanted to. There has to be a great trust in and people like, in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Heat, machinery, ovens, stovetops. It's like you, you have to be like, okay, these guys are like the cream of the crop. So they're, and obviously they're also inmates. So they have pity on other inmates. So when somebody goes, I want a rack of ribs for my last meal, they're going to go, okay, let's, let's cook some ribs for this mm-hmm. guy. But it just, it's very unsettling to me to know that you're cooking somebody else's final meal. You're like, it's not yeah. just like I'm gonna make this for them and hopefully they like it. It's like they have, they to have. Like it. This yeah. is like they can't be disappointed, you know. Mm. So, but also they did horrible things. So it's like it's a catch twenty two. I don't really know where I stand on it. Yeah. So now, even though some states do allow for lavish esque requests, it all really depends on the inmate in the end. Some inmates request their favorite food from the outside world. Some want to try something they've never had before. And some don't want to eat at all. No, some people were like... I hate this tikka masala. No, some people... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a gamble. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even do that in a restaurant. But, like, some people are like, um, I've never had lobster before. Like, I want to have some lobster. You know what I mean? They'll throw I'm it in allergic there. and they die. Well, you save the state some money, I guess. You yeah. know, you do. You die doing what you love, but like I said, um, some don't even want to eat at all. So, inmate Barry Lee Fairchild stated, 
It's just like putting gas in a car that don't have no motor and instead ordered whatever the inmates were eating that day. So like I said, some guys are just like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. There's, Ugh. it's, it's just, it's food. I'm not hungry. Like I, couldn't, I would never do that. I don't know. What do you mean? You, I, I just couldn't, I could never imagine like knowing that you're about to have your last meal and just being like, yeah, I'll take that slop that everybody else is having or like, I don't want to eat. Like I would take advantage of that shit like crazy. Well, it's very interesting because we're going to get into the psychology of why some people do do that. Okay. So, um, this was especially interesting to some that you led me into this perfectly. This is why you're a great co-host, Dave. Thank, Thank you. you. So this was especially interesting to some because of the implications of his food choice. You see, Fairchild believed he was innocent of his crime, which in turn affected his last meal choice, mm. and this caught the attention of two men in particular, Kevin M. Kniffin and Brian Wainsink, of Cornell University in 2013 studied the significance of death row inmates' last meal choices. The two ended up taking a sample size of 247 different last meal uh, receipts, uh, oh, I'm sorry, recipients from death row inmates, of which 24 of the inmates professed innocence and 60 apologized for wrongdoing. What they found from this was Three things. Those who claimed innocence were less likely to order a final meal. Those who admitted guilt and were at peace with their crimes tended to eat heavier meals. And those who denied guilt also tended to eat fewer brand name food items. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's weird. So people who were found guilt, uh, people who were like, I'm innocent, usually didn't order a last meal because I think they were so sick to their stomach about the fact that they were yeah. screwed over. Yeah. People who were like, you know what? I did this horrible thing, and now I'm going to die for it. I'm okay with that. They were like, I'm going to enjoy this last minute. They ate huge meals. And then people who are also like, I'm innocent, give me some food. They weren't eating brand names. They were just like, give me... I want corn and I want like some potatoes and name some a chicken. brand name corn. Like no, no. <laughs> name your favorite brand name <laughs> corn right now. Um, Jolly Green Giant. I think they make corn. That's the only one. <laughs> but like people are like Kroger. Some people are like, can I have like um some fried chicken? And then like the people who are just like, I'm guilty. They're like, I want KFC. Mm-hmm. I want I want fucking K-. like people didn't they wanted specifics if they were like guilty and they knew it. Yeah. So. Some inmates shared their last meal with other death row inmates. Some requested food that was prohibited within their religion, like a ham sandwich for Jewish inmates. One guy, one Jewish guy. That's not the time to break that. No, one Jewish guy was like, I want to see what ham tastes like. I want all the bacon you go. But like, he also like was on death row. So like how the religion was far out the window at that point kind of thing. (laughs) Well, it's like, I've already kind of fucked this boat up. Yeah. Might as well poke another hole in it. Right. Yeah. And then um, some, and it actually goes back to what you said where they shared it. A lot of inmates actually were like, there's five other guys on death row. I want five servings of ice cream. And then they would give it to the other guys. Mm-hmm. And then some turned their last meal into a joke. Uh, like when a prisoner decided he wanted a packet of indigestion tablet because he, I couldn't find out what his way of death was, but I think he was getting the gas chamber, mm-hmm. which was like a thing still like in the 
twenties to forties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still couldn't find out, but I assumed he was like, he knew he was getting the gas chamber, but he requested indigestion tablets as his last meal because he said he might have gas on his stomach, which is like, yeah, but I'm so fucking funny. I don't want to eat a, <laughs> an oxygen scuba diving tank. <laughs> Bring me that thing. Can I have a, um, a, a, a construction uh, shovel and a way out of here? A map of the prison? I want a doctor at those electric paddles. <laughs> oh, I mean, that goes back to one of our early episodes when we talked about if you didn't die when you got hanged originally, that you got to yeah. live your life again, which is, I guess, true. Yeah. But before we... Um, before we get into uh oh wait oh sorry i, I jumped a paragraph so so i said like when a prisoner decided oh i fucking read that god damn it i'm all over the place i couldn't it's getting late yep <laughs> so but before i wanted to finish this off i said i wanted to cover just a couple of the more unusual last meals from death row but before we start can you guess the two most requested last last meal food items steak and lobster no it Is was it pussy? I, I said one of them. <laughs> Some guy was like, Oh, my wife in here. It's like you don't have a wife. And he's like, God damn it, I forgot. Um, no, actually fried chicken okay. and cheeseburgers. Okay. I mean it, it, yeah. Honestly, people go, What's your favorite food? It's interesting that yeah. it's cheeseburgers and not just like burgers in general. A lot of people ordered pizza, a lot of people ordered cheeseburgers a lot of people order fried chicken especially kfc fried chicken which is like weird maybe it was like better back in the 70s 60s but yeah i don't know when it came out originally but a lot of people are well, like, it, it might be the whole usain bolt thing what the fuck are you talking about how when he they um in the olympics when they competed in um Shit, I forget where they competed. They competed somewhere in the world. Like Russia? Where, like, he was unsure of the food, and so he only ate, like, chicken nuggets from McDonald's because he knew the consistency of the food would be the same from where he was, and he didn't want to eat anything that could have, like, been suspicious and make him sick before the race and stuff. So he only ate, like, chicken McNuggets. Yeah, if he's eating food in, like, a different country, and that country is, like, in the Olympics, he's like, oh, fuck, that's the fastest guy in the world, like... Like exactly, give yeah. him the old chicken, give him yeah. the old fish, you know. But um, yeah, it, it is very interesting. I I don't know, like they're they're is... just they just know that KFC has a certain standard, and they knew that the, what they ordered was what they're yeah. gonna get. Very true, very true. Yeah. But like, I want to get into some of these unusual last meals, and I I'm not gonna lie, is it fucked up that I loved reading these? Because I thought a no, lot it's of these it's were... very fascinating. Yeah, so I'll get into like what they did, how they died, what year, and then what they ate. So my first one is Joseph Mitchell Parsons. He was a murderer from Utah in 1999. Mm. He died of lethal injection, and he ordered three Burger King Whoppers, two large orders of fries, a chocolate shake, chocolate chip ice cream, and a package of grape hubba bubba bubble gum to be shared with his brother and his cousin. Aw. And it's very interesting because a lot of people also ordered Burger King. Huh. There's so KFC, Angry Whopper. KFC and Burger King were like the two most big ma- among murderers and felons. 
Is what you're trying wait, to say. Wait, wait, wait. What's your favorite food again? The Nightmare Whopper. <laughs> I want a Nightmare Whopper. They're like, that was discontinued. I'm like, this is my last meal. I want a Nightmare Whopper. Like, my life is a nightmare. Every Whopper is a Nightmare Whopper. I want my afterlife to be a nightmare. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, if you get the Nightmare Whopper, then you're put to death. Is your fucking whole afterlife a nightmare? Fuck like, yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. So, um, let's go to the second one. Um, Dobby Gillis Williams was a murderer from Louisiana in 1999. He also died by lethal injection, and he got (laughs) – I chose this one just because of this podcast. He got 12 chocolate bars and some ice cream. And the reason I laughed at that is because I thought, what goes really good with a nice peanut butter chocolate bar but a root beer? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So, do you remember the story we talked about? Like, I got shot through the ball sack. Yeah, through the wall, <laughs> through the hotel wall. That's not funny. <laughs> Guy doesn't do anything. He just got shot in the balls through a fucking. Oh. <laughs> anyway, this guy had twelve chocolate bars and some ice cream. Like, talk about like crazy diarrhea. I mean, right? <sighs> Am I the only one? Anyway, so. <laughs> Next one, Clarence Ray Allen was a proxy murderer, which meant that he killed for somebody else. I don't know if he was technically a hitman or not, Mm -hmm. but he's from California, and this was in 2006, so a little bit more recent. He also died by lethal injection, and he ordered buffalo steak, which I don't—is that just buffalo? Yeah, probably. Okay, buffalo steak, KFC— sugar-free pecan pie and sugar-free black walnut ice cream which i don't understand why would you go sugar-free exactly even if you have diabetes like well yeah you're you're gonna be dead within the hour right exactly like i don't get it maybe yeah but maybe he likes that weird taste also like people who like like diet pepsi i mean i whatever diet pepsi is great whatever it's fine i like it but some people are like i only drink diet pepsi because i like the taste more and i was like Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, next guy. Fritz Harman was a serial killer from Germany in 1925, so early on. He actually died by decapitation of guillotine. And uh, his last meal was an expensive cigar and a cup of Brazilian coffee. Okay. Which is fucking cool. Classy as shit. Exactly. Did he have a pencil-thin mustache? (laughs) He must have. Fucking had to. I want Brazilian coffee. And you're like, okay. uh, We could try to get our hands on that. He's like, also an expensive cigar. I don't care what it's like. I just want it to be expensive. He's like, I'm just going to fucking put like. The Swisher Sweet has a wooden tip. I wonder if he actually like knew the difference. He's like, he's been in prison for so long. Like, come on. He doesn't know the difference. Fucking give him a... I bet he knows the difference. He might. There's a big difference. I've had an expensive oh, cigar, really? and there's definitely a difference. I've smoked a cigar, but I was like pretty drunk, and I didn't even... like. I took one puff, and I was like... Well, we get it. You like to party. And I killed the guy. <laughs> so, um, Next one. Douglas Wright was a murderer from... Oregon, hey, shout out to Oregon, in 1996, and he also died by lethal injection. Guess what his last meal was? It was... A salad. One honey bun. <laughs> Have you ever had a honey bun? I don't think I ever actually had. I went through a honey bun phase in, like, middle school. Okay. And every morning, all I ate was a honey bun for breakfast. I went through that phase with um, I think the it's Nutty like Bars. A- uh, Little nut- Debbie Nutty Bars. They're like the same thing. Yeah. They, but like I loved Honey Bun. They don't taste like 
real baked goods, mm. but there's just something about it. It's a, just it's, sugar. It's just like the sugar-free pecan pie, where it's like, do I just like it because Ugh, I'm used pecans. to it, and it reminds me, and it comforts me? Yeah. I don't know. So um, another guy, Odell Barnes, was a murderer uh, from Texas in 2000. He also died by lethal injection, and his last meal he requested justice equality and world peace fuck yeah man which they were not able to provide for him obviously but god damn it he tried he tried though that's you know that's pretty good so next one philip workman was a murderer from tennessee in 2007 he also died by lethal injection and uh he declined a special meal for himself but he asked for a large vegetarian pizza to be given to a homeless person in nashville tennessee this request was denied by the prison but carried out by others across the country so i'm sorry did he have a name for this person or was he just like (laughs) any random person well it's funny because yeah uh okay he was in tennessee but he's just like Give a vegetarian pizza to a homeless person. I'm like, I mean, you're kind of pushing your ideology on them. Like, maybe they like meat pizzas, and now you're forcing them to eat a vegetarian pizza. But That must have been like a a fucking code for something. I don't know. (laughs) Give them a vegetarian pizza. Maybe he had a friend who was a vegetarian homeless person that died, and he was just like in their honor kind of thing. Oh, interesting. I don't – that's the only thing that – and that's a far-fetched idea, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's kind of it's like homage. respectful. Yeah. Is it homage or homage? I don't fucking know. Me neither. Anyway. <laughs> so, the next one. I could read these for fucking days. I think I got... Seriously. I think I got three more. Um, so, oh, oh, you're, oh, you don't want to hear all these? Um, so, Robert Dale Cronkill, uh, he stabbed his gay lover with a screwdriver and dismembered the remains. I don't know why this one was so specific on Wikipedia, but he was from Georgia. In it's 2000- probably a big case. Yeah, he was from Georgia in 2005. He died by lethal injection. And this guy was the only guy who fucking did it right, in my opinion. Okay. Um, he ordered what, the murder or the food? No, the food. Okay. Uh- <laughs> Just clarifying. <laughs> Um, he ordered a filet mignon wrapped in bacon, mm. deveined shrimp sautéed in garlic butter with lemon, a baked potato with butter, sour cream, chives, and real bacon bits, corn on the cob, asparagus with hollandaise sauce, French bread with butter, goat cheese, cantaloupe, apple pie, vanilla bean ice cream, and an iced tea. Damn. That is a great meal. Isn't that good? I'd sign up for that. I'd hey, copy and paste that into mine. Exactly. I was like, fuck, that sounds so that good. That all sounds really I, good. I couldn't even think of that. I'd be like, um, what are your specials for I'd like yeah. ask the guard, I'm like, what are your specials for today? Like, I sorry, I can't fucking think of anything. I'd be like, uh steak and like how you want that? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, burnt? I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> can make it. I don't I'm know. So I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Stupid. I'm an idiot. So feed me, I don't know. So I have Three more. Now I have three more. Sorry. So Ronnie Lee Gardner was a murderer from Utah in 2010. He died by firing squad in 2000 goddamn 10, which is crazy. Wow. Um, he and got w- wait. Where was this? In Utah. Damn. So he okay. His last meal was a lobster tail steak, apple pie with vanilla ice cream, and a Seven Up. He also requested Seven Up. God damn. <laughs> what are you saying? This what? must have been before the old cranberry sprite by LeBron James. <laughs> 
<laughs> but my favorite little thing, he this is why I put it in there. He also requested to watch the Lord of the Rings film trilogy while he ate his last meal. How is, long is he eating that meal for? Way. That's like nine hours. Like, Y'all want the Snyder cut of Justice League right now? I want Seriously. three and a half hours. But like, it, it exists. Release it. Honestly, what a great like way to go out. Just like watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, It'd be very peaceful when you really think about it. Like it at the is. end of the, the movie, Eagles? like well, not just the Eagles, but like the way that like that movie ends. It's like kind of like because you know if Frodo basically kills himself at the end of it. No, he doesn't. He goes to heaven. Oh, you mean he sails off with uh with yeah. Gandalf past into the afterlife into the that's basically the afterlife with the elves isn't it yeah and that's like dying that's basically it's dying. been a while since i've seen that movie but, but yeah like... no he like he that like he decides to pass on like he yeah. moves on to the next like like phase of life like he's like dead he yeah, can't yeah, come yeah. back like he's dead yeah basically i mean that's i thought he stayed there i don't know it's been sam, so... sam stays sam decides to stay he got a wife with his with the girl from the very beginning that he was in love with yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but um yeah but i mean what a great i mean you got laughs you get thrills you get peace. isn't that the most uh nominated film of all time oh i wouldn't be surprised nominated and winning yeah maybe so uh, I got two more. So uh, Thomas J. Garasso, murderer from Oklahoma in 1995, died by lethal injection. He ordered two dozen steamed mussels, two dozen steamed clams, a double cheeseburger from Burger King, Boyer. half dozen barbecue spare ribs, two strawberry milkshakes, half a pumpkin pie with whipped cream, a dice uh, and diced strawberries. He also had a 16 ounce can of spaghetti with meatballs served at room temperature. Ooh. However, he issued a public statement complaining that he had requested spaghettios, not regular canned spaghetti. That's a big difference. Yeah, I agree with that. Which is, but it's just hilarious that he's like, oh, oh man, I used to get down with spaghetti as a kid. But it's crazy that he was like, I want two dozen steamed clams, uh, mussels, cheeseburger, and then he's like, I want room temp spaghettios too. Which was like maybe his childhood food. Oh, yeah, you for know? sure. I bet it was. Yeah, and it's just crazy that they gave him canned spaghetti, which I, I didn't know was a thing. I put the can in the microwave once, and Mama didn't like that. <laughs> the microwave went. <laughs> zip zip zap and it blowed up the house and then we had spaghetti was every night from then on from room temp over a fire in the creek <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's my last one which is by far my favorite one and i love it james edward smith a murderer from texas in 1990 sounds like a white colonist <laughs> so Murder from Texas in 1990. He died by lethal injection. It's quick. It's sweet. I love it. He requested for his fucking last meal a lump of dirt, which was denied. How do you, how do you like, uh, wait. Okay, continue. He ordered a lump of dirt, which was denied. So instead, he settled for a cup of yogurt. (laughs) What flavor yogurt? It doesn't say. Oh, man. It's just yogurt. I was going to say, how do you like specify what a lump of dirt is? I don't know. Like he's a cup? A, half a cup? Like, Two go- cups? <laughs> a what's, lump- a, what's a lump? I thought a lump was like a large grape or like a tiny, like a golf ball maybe. I don't know. Mm, it's bigger than a golf ball. I don't know. 
But anyway, I just get like the yogurt with like the Oreo crumbles on top. I mean, that's hard to beat, honestly. It's kind of like a lump pretty of dirt. Pretty good. So, um, I just gummy wonder, worms in it. Oh, you don't put gummy worms in yogurt. It's a cup of dirt. I guess you're right. You put that in like a cake, though. So, I just want to wrap oh, it up with Dixie this. Cup. Um, in the end, I believe that we as humans allow these requests for a last meal more for our own benefit than the benefit of the inmate. Putting someone to death is no easy decision, but once that decision is made, it is usually up to the ones who uh, up to the ones close to the issue to find a way to cope with the impending decision or be crippled with grief and guilt. We provide this last meal to the ones who don't necessarily deserve it in order to preserve our own humanity and offer an olive branch of peace in the form of something we all find some comfort in, food. I just wanted to end it with this little story. In 1925, Patrick Murphy was executed at Sing Sing, having pleaded with Warden Lewis Laws for one final drink. In 1925, prohibition was in force throughout the U.S., so whiskey was forbidden for every citizen, incarcerated or otherwise. Laws, the warden, a firm opponent of capital uh, capital punishment, and well known to uh, well known to enjoy a pre-dinner scotch throughout prohibition, made a compassionate yet illegal decision. He broke both prison rules and federal law, slipping Murphy a small bottle of bourbon an hour before his execution. Murphy took the bottle, looked at grief-stricken looked at the grief-stricken face of Warden Laws, and died having returned the bottle to Laws saying, "You look like you need it more than I do, Warden." So he gave the bottle back to him. Yeah. And and he saw how sad the warden was having to put this guy to death. And he's like, I just want to give this back to you. And you look like you knew more than I do. Yeah. Which is such an interesting, like, yet kind of compassionate, you know, way of going about it. Mm-hmm. And they, they were both showing compassion towards each other, which is like a very rare thing. And they both knew the circumstances were super shitty. And no, neither of them wanted to be there, and they found a way to deal with it. And I don't know. I just, I just, it's kind of like you know the beauty in the in the pile of garbage. You know, mm-hmm. it's it was a nice little moment that they had together. So yeah. I just wanted to wrap it up with that and show how important sometimes these last meals are, or just last gestures towards each other, because we all are human, no matter how bad we are, and you know, we all. I don't want to say we all make mistakes because these guys murdered people, but yeah. Jeez, I don't know where I stand on this I mean, this all of them, well, yeah, they probably Most of them. If you're on death all, row, yeah, it's I, pretty bad, but I don't know. It's hard to find humanity in them, but, like, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. I don't really have a strong opinion either way because it's, it's hard to it's hard to decide on these kind of things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll let you guys decide for yourselves. All righty. Well, I mean, we could just end it there, honestly. <laughs> Sorry. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about war, a little bit about drugs, and a little bit about everything that comes in between. And this is the story of Amo Koi Vinden. (laughs) Easy for you to say. What? Yeah, I'm going to stick with just Amo. Amo Koi 
Amo Koi Vinen. Okay, I can't even say it that well. Yeah. So Amo Koi Vinen was a World War II Finnish soldier who uh, was at war with the Soviet Union in 1944. The Finnish people had uh, had been at war with the Russians um, since 1939, when Stalin had demanded that the Finnish people would give up part of their land and allow the USSR to use their land. It was sti- it was typically like their ports. Oh, okay. And stuff like that, so they could you know send ships and stuff like mm. that, and. Uh, after denying Stalin uh, his access, Stalin ordered the invasion of Finland. Ooh. So uh, the Winter War, um, as it is known to many today, was a breaking point in Stalin's history as the extremely outnumbered Finnish people uh, put up an extremely tough resistance, uh, kind of embarrassing Stalin. Oh, shit. He thought he could just come in and take that with no problem, and they're just like, uh-uh. Yeah, they put up a good fight, but unfortunately, over time, the Soviets would become too much to handle, and they would, uh, they'd they'd be able to take over. I mean, like, look at that country size compared. Yeah, the, their their army was just way too big for the Finnish government to I say, handle. I say A for effort, though, because oh, yeah. if I was like Finland, I'd be like, ah, just take it. Like, yeah. come on, but... Yeah, so over time, the Finnish government had to come to terms with Stalin's demands. Uh, The Finnish people who lived in the lands hated the Soviets, and there was a lot of tension between the two groups, because for the most part, it's like, you know, the the USSR, like, they're allowed to be there, but, like, people didn't want them there. Yeah, it's kind of like... You have to throw your hands up and be like, there's nothing, like, we tried at least, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing we can do now. We don't like this shit, but it's, it's happening. This was until an opportunity was presented. And as awful as it sounds, the Finnish people joined Adolf Hitler to get their land back in, you know, a gift. It was, it became a thing that was basically like, you either die or deal with them or you join Germany and help fight to get your land back. That's the thing I always have like a, um, of, I want to say like a profound respect for is this like taking the brunt of ridicule and be like, I can't believe you did this and you joined him and you're like, you don't even know my full fucking plan. Like, yeah. There's nothing we, else they could do. Yeah. It's it's just like, oh, well, we might agree to this and maybe look bad to the world, but like we're planning something as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of have to take like a, an ego hit and then be like, well, we got some plan. Yeah. So it's not as known, but it's believed that the Finnish people only joined the German forces to get their land back and refused to help Hitler and his army outside of any conflict that did not assist them in their goal to regaining their land. So, like, they never actually left, like, Finland. Like, they didn't go anywhere else to fight battles. Like, they just stayed in their own land to help Uh, defend people back. Well, I mean, he was, like, an egomaniac, too, so they're just like... You have our country, and he's like, "Yeah, I got another country." Okay, that's yeah. great. Like he didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. So uh, the Lapland, the in in Lapland, which is an area. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't have to really. This is a general area. No one yeah. knows where it is. Really. Well, it's in it's in Finland. <laughs> uh, the Finnish and Germans engaged in a brutal battle with the Red Army until late of the war, when the Soviets began to drive their enemies back into Finland. So, like, they were kind of, like, fighting at the border almost, it mm-hmm. seems like. Um, and now we are with our hero of the story, Amo. Amo was on ski patrol south of all the, like, important Russian port cities, including uh, Murmansk. 
Is that like a merman? No, merman. Isn't it crazy that like they had ski patrol or there's like yeah. cross country skiing because yeah. there's just so Nuts. snowy there. There's like oh, there's yeah. nothing else you could do. Imagine being chased by a security guard on skis. Then you're fucked. Well, I mean, unless you're in, unless unless you're in a Walmart parking lot in the middle of summer, then you're fucking you're ace of spades right there, mm-hmm. baby. So it was in uh, 1944 that Amo and his ski patrol was attacked um, outside of like uh, Murmansk, and they were attacked and surrounded by the Red Army. Wait, what? They're on their side? Oh no, they're on Hitler's side. Well, no, the Red Army is the USSR. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. But so, like, I believe at this point, no, they're in Wait, they're what? in a Russian port. Okay, because because Russia and Finland are neighboring. Mm-hmm. to each other like yeah. they're close and uh so amo and with like with his ski patrol team they were surrounded and amo and a few of his guys were able to escape the attack and sneak out mm-hmm. at the time amo was tasked with the duty of carrying the unit's supplies of pervitin uh what's that which is an important element of this story and I'm going to go on a limb, and since what you just said is I assume that you don't know what Perventin is or many people listening. Perventin is a methamphetamine that was used by German soldiers. It was a it was a war drug used to basically meth out soldiers, making them more fierce, feel less pain, and stay awake and alert with bursting energy during long patrols and strenuous things like skiing around. Or Blitzkriegs. Um, Blitzkrieg? Blitzkrieg. Yeah, I'm sure you get the idea that it's basically just like, you know, give it's them meth. super and... soldier medicine. Basically, yeah. So this drug was also used by the kamikaze pilots um, in Japanese history. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And the drug was sometimes just a simple mixture of meth and cocaine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Give it a fancy name and all of a sudden you got a prescription. Maybe you got a stew going. <laughs> So after fleeing for his life and the escape from certain death or capture, Amo became, you know, tired. He's running for his life, um, or skiing for his life in this case. Uh, being that he had been skiing for hours in the dark, uh, Amo does what I think honestly most people would do in this situation. I know I probably would have um, if you were trying to ski for your life against an army. You pop some of that pill in your mouth. Is it a pill? What is it? Is he it- pulled out the trusty bottle. Of a pervitin pills. Oh, they're pills. Okay, I, I I guessed right. Yeah, so now this is where the story gets a little more interesting. Wearing his gloves to protect his hands from the harsh cold, um, Amo came face-to-face with an issue. Amo was unable to get a single pill out of the container. Oh, no. So in his frantic frustration and fatigue, he tore open the lid and went bottoms up, taking all <gasps> 30 of these meth pills. <laughs> Whoa, 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 he just whoa. needed one. He took thirty of these meth pills. Okay, okay. I'm. You said hero at the beginning. <laughs> He's my personal said, hero. You said hero. You said hero at the beginning of the story. <laughs> what the fuck is he? What is he hero? Of? Fucking overdosing in the woods. Perseverance. Like, Jesus. So for some incredible, for some whatever reason, an incredible miracle. Um, this action somehow did not stop his heart immediately. You would think taking 30 doses of meth at once would make you implode into smithereens, but somehow he <laughs> kept going. 
holy shit. But you might think, um, you know, if he didn't die, things could have been, you know, bad. But that's not entirely true. Uh, Amo would spend hours on his own personal fever dream. Um, just like a complete, like, wild ride. Night, uh, what yeah. we call a, um, a nightmare whopper. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was on a walking nightmare whopper ride. And... Uh, I mean, he got away, I, I assume, with that much shit in mm-hmm. his system. So he would have intense bursts of incredible energy and then slow down and kind of like fade and then go insane again and slow down and then go all crazy again. And his life was an absolute roller coaster of madness. Okay. Yeah. So eventually. Nothing cocaine will do that to you, I'm guessing. Yeah. So eventually, Amos' body would give out and he lost consciousness. When Amo uh, woke up, his comrades were nowhere to be seen, and he had no supplies other than a little bit of water, his rifle, and the clothes he had on his back. And he didn't know where he was. He had no idea where the fuck he was. All alone in the forest, Amos was still tripping hard on the drugs, along with the adrenaline and fear of being caught by the Red Army. I don't know how he didn't die. I don't That's know. the most insane part is it's that he didn't die. He did not overdose. Crazy. I mean, I guess you could technically say he overdosed, but not to the point of like, you know, he didn't slip into a coma. He yeah. didn't die. I mean, maybe he didn't take all 30, but like, you know, oh, he so- took all 30. Oh, uh, I mean, he was also high on meth and cocaine. You can't take that guy's word for it. It's true. But I mean, he took enough to make well, a story out of it, which is, yeah. you know. Um, so he was still going strong like a fucking snow leopard flying on skis through the landscape. He might have been nimble like a methed out house cat evading the Red Army, but there was one thing he didn't think about and one thing he wasn't so good at avoiding. Pooping. Landmines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, you know, so I, I like one... to refer to his dog pooping grass as a landmine. So if there's one thing I learned from skiing is that it's super easy to go over landmines and skis, right? Well, you know, the more the more I think about it, <laughs> the more I think about it is that if you're on a ski and you hit the landmine perfectly, you're going to go over it without releasing the pressure until it's behind you. Do you know how big a radius a landmine I has? don't. I, I, I do not. I couldn't tell you either, but I guarantee but you, you see what I'm thinking, though? It's more than a foot. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying. No, I get what you're saying. It's, it's not like, like it was a direct hit. Um, but he did he did hit one, <laughs> and he had sustained some serious injuries. But thanks to the 30 pills of meth he took, um, he probably didn't feel too much of it. Um, yeah. So, so I'm guessing he was on the border of Russia and Finland still. Somewhere in that area. And these were Russian mines, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah, okay. Probably. So he probably hit one that was expected maybe like a – since – Finland sided with Germany and Russia was against the Germans. They're like, oh, we need to create a border with Finland now just in case there are German soldiers there mm-hmm. that need to that try to invade us. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So after hitting the landmine, Amos would lay in a ditch for, you know, quite a while, just like trying to like regroup himself. But came to a realization that no one was coming for him because they probably honestly didn't know he was A, alive or not captured. Yeah. Um, so when he came to a realization that no one was coming for him, he decided to push on with his, his skis, aimlessly skiing without really knowing where the hell he was going. What, what was he dealing with now as far as injuries go? Is he you just know, like 
fuck like all the things I could see did not say exactly what he was injured with. It just said he was seriously he was injured. Rocked. Yeah. Yeah. He might have been bleeding shrapnel. He might yeah. have been but he still had two legs, which was Well, he might have been skiing on like one ski at this point with the other one dragging. Who knows? He's doing, wait, there's an Olympic sport where you're on one ski, isn't there? What's that thing called? The Paralympics? No. No, no, no. That no, was bad. No, no, no. Oh, God, no. No, it's like, a, I don't know. It, I don't think there is. Oh, I know there's water skiing on one ski, but I thought there That's was like. That's not an Olympic sport. It might be in the Summer Olympics, but I, I thought there was I thought there was a winter sport where you're on one ski. I think you're getting confused with the, the one when you're skiing with a gun. What? Yeah. That's like the sickest one. There's a skiing event where you ski with a rifle, and you have to ski down a hill, and then you have to stop and shoot a target, and then you keep skiing. The ski shooting? No. No. It's not that. Damn it. I don't know what that is, then. That sounds so, insane. <laughs> like I was saying, one of the parts of the drug-fueled out mental state was, um, one of the good parts was that it's he didn't. It's all good, baby. Well, probably the best part was he didn't have much of an appetite. Oh wow! So the drugs, which which totally counteracts my story, which is all about food. Mm-hmm. But he would eat from time to time, having a strict diet of pine buds, which is like pine seeds. Oh, and the delicious raw Siberian jay, a small Siberian bird. <gasps> How did he catch it? Well, he did well, have a rifle. Like, he is also on cocaine. <laughs> he did have a rifle, but I'd like to think he just nabbed it out of the air. Yeah, because I feel like. It- those birds probably aren't that big, right? Shoot it. I'm well, see, that's one thing. And if it's a small bird and he has a military rifle, it's going to blow a hole right through it. There's not going to be much meat. You're not going to have a stew going. True. So I'm hoping he just snagged them up. Yeah, snagged them right out of the air, like with yeah. chopsticks, like a fly. Well, okay. So it's also noted that all of this was taking place within a negative 20 Celsius weather condition. That's I don't. I don't know the effects that cocaine and meth have on your body, but I feel like it would probably affect you still. You yeah. Know? Um. So it's more like he was eating frozen Siberian Jay than just raw. With some nice pine nuts on mm-hmm. top. Can I have the quail with pine nuts? <laughs> Thank you. So uh, during this whole event spanning over, I believe it was three days, um, the meth drug was in in effect in his system this entire time. How many hours? How many days? Three days. Fuck. Okay, so he maybe was he on did, meth for three days. Maybe he did take three pills. Oh my god! Imagine what that, cr- like that high started out as. Oh my god! He must have been like, fucking hitting the the slopes like Sonny Bono. Like, <laughs> who the fuck? Sonny Bono died. Uh, he was married to Cher. He hit a tree and died. I feel bad for <laughs> saying that. All right, so during this whole event spanning over a few days, the meth drug was still in effect in his system, and Amos traveled over 250 miles on skis after hitting a landmine and living off of tree seeds and raw bird. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I don't know. 250 miles? That's crazy to hear. Oh, my God, that is like from – that's almost – that's almost from here to San Francisco, right? Yeah, I think so. That's – from here to San Francisco, it's like – from L.A. to San Francisco, it's like – 300 and something miles 300 um, and we'll do a quick let's just do a quick little um i mean regardless of anything like like if you want to go oh you go faster on skis it's like regardless it's that is a crazy amount you know what i mean it's so far like that's crazy amount on a bike 
Yeah. And a bike's way easier than skis, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So how far is that? What is that? What's from L.A. to San Francisco? It's not showing me. Oh. Couldn't you... calculate. Oh, they don't know. Uh, Google, you don't know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, let's see. Oh, here we go. 382. So it's a little further. Okay. But still, that's like from here to Fre- uh, Santa Barbara. It's like from here to French. <laughs> God. Anyway, please continue. So when Amos was finally found, he was rushed to a Finnish hospital where they took his vitals. His heart rate was measured at 200 beats per minute. Whoa. (laughs) And he had lost so much weight that he was down to about 94 pounds. What did he start out as? I don't know, but 94 pounds. It's not normal for anybody. Not not really, no. And he was a soldier, so like he, he probably had to, had to meet a requirement, right? He's probably fairly big. Oh, my God. So Amos would, uh, would survive this incredible test of his life, and our sweet meth boy would live to be the age of 72, passing away in 1989. Oh, he made it. So I guess the moral of the story is no one will judge you if you take 30 meth pills while running away from the Red <laughs> Army, but only and only if you survive to tell about it. I guess that's true. Yeah. Because like, like, if, if like, you die in the woods and you're on like 30 meth pills, people are like, what a f- junkie. What <laughs> this guy broke rank and he yeah. just decided to fight. Like he's like, oh, like because people, because people don't know the full story too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's able. His to, story probably wouldn't be told. He's able to clear up his own shit. But if like you're high on pills in the middle of the forest and they find you, you're like this guy broke rank and he was scared and he drank all he ate all these pills and then he ate a quail and it was some pine needles he and passed down left his team behind. Like, no, they left him. No, yeah. he passed down left them behind. Jesus. Well, good on him. 250 miles. That's that's impressive enough. Yeah. I'll I'll he should be in the Guinness book. I don't think anybody's ever broken that since. <laughs> Seriously, I don't that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. But um well, thank you David. That was a great story. And uh thank you guys for listening because we always enjoy telling you these stories and we enjoy when you decide that you want to listen in your long commutes or your sleepy times at home in your bed so um if you guys want any more information go to campstrange.com check it all out there we got hyperlinks to instagram twitter and facebook which we are all on if you guys want any merch uh you go to campstrange.com and check out the merch tab and if you want to send us a story either click the contact tab and send us one or you can send it to campstrangepodcast at gmail.com um if you guys could rate review and subscribe as well that would be amazing if you can't you're dead to us um and if um david has a category for us to finish this off with we would like that as well uh new year's resolutions new year's resolutions yep oh i didn't do any of my new year's resolutions from last year is this episode coming out after new year's i assume so okay yeah sure yeah right yeah i think so it has to yeah i mean even if it doesn't it's still it's still Right? Yeah, it works. It works. Fuck it. We're going live. <laughs> okay. Um, I, how do I say this? Um, I solemnly swear. <laughs> no, my New Year's resolution is um, I want to, actually, this might be controversial, but I this is one of my New Year's resolutions for last year, and I never mm-hmm. did it. I kind of want to shoot a gun. 
I've never shot a gun before. We can do that. I mean, like, <laughs> the controlled environment. <laughs> Not yeah. just, like, at a 7-Eleven where there's, like, yeah, a no, bunch yeah. of taquitos or yeah, anything. We can do that. But, like, I want to go to a shooting range. I've never shot Let's a gun before. I've I, shot plenty of guns. I know it's a very controversial subject, but, like, I just... I don't want to not do something in life because it's controversial. You know, yeah. I'll try it out. Let's do it. So, uh, David, what's your news resolution? Um, finally getting that one thing on my back cut off. <laughs> okay. Mine was like kind of real in here. Um, uh, I want to find the map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> All right. I'm not using, I want to, I'm just going to start throwing these ones out for everybody. Um, Recycle all them shampoo containers you keep just throwing in your neighbor's yard. Um, you should um comb your doll's hair because Gary has a luscious head of hair. He's got the Bieber cut. Our haunted doll, and he needs a nice combing every once in a while, and I neglect him sometimes. He's got the 2010 Bieber cut. So comb your doll's hair if you can. God damn it. Um... This you know for this new year, why don't you just go ahead and just finally polish that piece of pewter silver you have? <laughs> Is pewter and silver different things? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you double up on those spanks? Cause I know I is double spanks, baby. Are you talking about like the underwear or like the physical? It just holds. It keeps it all tight, high and tight. I'm, you know? Okay, so we're not talking about like naughty spanking. No, 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 like no spanks, as in like no one needs to know what's under them clothes. You look good in them clothes. They don't need to know what's under them, even Maybe. if keeping you all high and tight with a little help. That's just for you to know. Double up on spanks. Um, you know what? And stop drinking so much dang sodas. And you know what? Carry some cash with you. Yeah, just a couple dollars. Just a couple. I say one of uh. Five ones, one five, one twenty, and that's all you need. Maybe a ten, but that's good. And a nickel. And one nickel. One nickel from nineteen twenty-eight. <laughs> Real silver pewter. <laughs> right. Okay, I think that's it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, David. Do you have anything else to say before we leave? Um, don't forget to hold your loved ones tight because Papa John said the end is coming. <laughs> Judgment Day it's is on its way. Hot dog. He ate 30 pizzas in 40 days. 40, 40 pizzas, pizzas in 30, 30 days. days. He ate 30 people in 40 days. <laughs> he fucked. Judgment's he coming. He walked through the desert in 40 years. He walks across the coals <laughs> of the night. He howls with the wolves. And don't forget to... Stay strange.